Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Take a little bit of money and turn it into a lot of money really fast. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to another edition of the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, my friend, Raggy Horner. She's a managing director of futures and forex trading at Simpler Trading. Raggy, I'm really excited to have you on today. we got a pretty interesting topic. We do. We do. I'm stoked to be here. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, my pleasure. So before our episode aired, Raggy and I were talking, and we're going to be talking about the misunderstandings that come along with day trading. Raggy is a, a seasoned veteran trader. I think she's been trading two or three years. And at this point, she, she's she got a couple experiences under her belt that will probably lend a big helping hand to you in your trading. So Raggy, I'm going to I'm gonna hand you the mic and uh, I want to learn from you today. Sounds great. So yeah, two or three decades, actually. So uh, actually 32 <laughs> years now. I love that. Let's stick with two or three years. I like that. It makes me feel young. You know, it's, it's actually interesting because I started day trading back when it was called Small Order uh, Execution System or SOS. They used to call us SOS Bandits. And what was happening back then is we had access to the inner workings of level two before it became widely available. And we could see the different brokers and how they would do business with each other. But pesky little people like us weren't able to do business. So that was my first taste of it. I had a buddy of mine who was a prolific SOS Bandit, as they said. And I said, wait a minute, this is this is interesting. This isn't day trading, gambling, the way we're always discouraged to do so. Uh, commissions were very prohibitive for that kind of trading. They're very expensive. So nobody day traded. And I think day trading got a bad rap. And if you think about the very first type of trading in the history of trading, say, in the U.S., when Wall Street was literally a field next to a giant wall, um, the kind of trading they did was day trading. And all that means is that at the end of the session, you go home flat. Anything else that we impose on the word day trading, strategically or risk management wise or anything like that, it really just means going home flat. And, and as you mentioned, we were talking before we started uh, the podcast here. We know that right now with the myriad of news headlines and concerns as we go into an election year, that should equate to being nimble. That should be equated to risk control. And even the freedom to know that if the narrative goes a 180 from Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday, we can adapt. So it's really an adaptive type of trading. Hmm. So, Raggy, when, when someone says day trading, I mean, you were saying it may be considered like a four-letter word, right? There's so much, I hate to say it, but there's so much garbage so many charlatans, so many scammers out there that want to take advantage of 
newer traders with the allure of day trading. Sure. How does somebody know like what's legit and what's not, right? So I think there's a couple things about day trading that first really pull traders in. It's the idea of making money fast. It's the idea of working a few hours and, and, and you know being able to make a living. It's the idea of day trading margin that's available through some brokers. So there's a lot of things that kind of equate to the things in our business that are sort of the bane of our business, which is take a little bit of money and turn it into a lot of money really fast. Now, that's not untrue. You know, I'll, it's not untrue in that if you have by by proportion, for example, let me let me get a little bit more tactical here. The broker that I trade through allows me to trade a single contract of the S&P 500 for $500 day trading margin, which means from 930 to 415, I can use a very small amount amount of money to control a relatively large contract. So so well, that's Sorry to interrupt. That's that's the futures contract, right? So You're not talking about like option contracts. Okay. Right. And, so, and by the way, I day trade options as well because what's great about futures, what's great about options, what's even great about Forex is that margin. You need the margin in order to take a, a small amount of time, small amount of money and grow it. But we know the flip side of this story. Mm. We know that with great horsepower comes a great chance of slamming into the wall. And we, we see people do that all the time, which is to say, if I give you a very fast sports car as your very first car and you've got no idea how to handle the steering or the throttle, it's going to end badly. But you take somebody with some skill, you take someone who's gone through a racing school, you take someone who's gone through defensive racing, things that my husband and I have done at, in past anniversaries, and you go, wait a minute, I give that person that same set of keys and give them that car, they're going to be able to do unbelievable things with it. But that means... There's practice and there's study and there's classes and there's self-introspection involved. And until you go through those steps, I'm just handing you a really fast sports car waiting for you to wreck it. And I think, sadly, that's what happens to a lot of new traders. I can tell you without a doubt that that was my story. I blew up my account twice mm -hmm. and it was absolutely from having leverage through options and having no idea how to handle that leverage. Mm -hmm. and then getting emotional by having all the leverage and watching it work against me mm -hmm. instead of working for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew I was never going to stop. So I was like, I, I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. there, there have been times where I took six months breaks and I'm like, I'm going to study every day until I figure this thing out. And it, it it's such, I mean, leverage is incredible, mm -hmm. but in the wrong hands, absolutely. Like you were saying, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a drunk driver, I guess you could say, right? You might do well, and then you might end really badly, right? You might might kill your account or or mm -hmm. something worse. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I mean, I've been there, and it's 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 fun and exciting, but without knowing the, I, I guess it really comes down to knowing yourself, right? Because trading trading, in a nutshell, is clicking buttons on a screen, mm -hmm. but. Any monkey can do that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Knowing when to enter and when to exit mm -hmm. and why to enter and why to exit. Mm -hmm. And then knowing you've got to work against yourself, your 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 mental psychology. That that's another thing too. Like the uh, the I forget who who it was, but one of my guests was telling me that, you know, in psychology, there's this uh, there's this effect where like if you see a dollar on the ground, you want to pick it up. Mm -hmm. And it's like having open profits on your screen. You want to take those open profits, mm -hmm. 
But if uh, if you haven't taken those profits and it's a loss, I'm just going to let it work a little bit longer until it becomes a small profit. Right. And then you're stuck with what I dealt with for years, which was tiny profits, big losses. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great point. I mean, you brought up a lot of great points, tiny profits, big losses. You know, we want to flip that around. So my thought was this. If it's that easy to lose money, it, it must be pretty easy to make it. I just need to be on the mm-hmm. right side of that equation. Absolutely. So that's the first thing. I went in as an optimist. The second thing was, and this applies to anything, um, I don't necessarily operate with goals in mind, like daily goals or anything like that, because the market's going to yield what it's going to yield. However, it's amazing when you have clarity about what kind of trading it is that you want to do. When you have clarity what kind of risk it is you're willing to take, it's amazing how what you want to do to sort of the path lays out in front of you. So let me let me be specific. I know for me, and I appreciate the podcast name. I love the name. We were talking about that before as well. That you know, I did not want to spend all day in front of this rig. I mean, it's a lot to process. So I think this idea that a full-time trader just sits here all day, oh gosh, that's not I mean, if I'm sitting here, I'm writing my newsletter, I might be writing and working on my next book, which I am, or a course. But I spend about two and a half or three hours a day trading. That includes my day trading. That includes my options day trading. That includes my swing or trend following. Three hours a day. Now, there's, of course, research and preparation. But the actual trading is is far less than people think. Uh, I've been trading exclusively day trading as I've done almost my entire career over summer. Started in late May. Around Memorial Day, I'll start to shorten my time frame and take this summer approach that I've done since the late 90s. And what I found is, especially in this environment going into an election year, you know, my experiment kind of challenged by my members was, Rob, you know, our average account size is X. Let's see what you can do over a period of time, two hours a day and about four days a week. So again, I'm not even trading five days a week. I'm trading three, maybe four days a week because certain days of the week are better than others. And these are the nuances that you learn. So you know, the challenge was, you know, can you 10x an account? My partner here in the office said, let's see if you can 10x an account, but not with home runs, not because I picked that big trade and went in with too much size where it was either risk of ruin or a huge gain. It's grinding it out every day, putting a little bit of money in your account. And that was my path. That was my clarity. I knew I wasn't going to be a home run hitter. I just want to get on base every day if possible. And if I strike out, let's not make it a disaster. And, and that's my approach. And that's really what I encourage people to do, you know, have the patience to grind it out because, you know, in about 45 days, I did 10x that account. I love a challenge, but I did. And not with any huge risk. Wow. That's incredible. I was going to say that uh, it's more my style. I, I'm very much the, the single hitter and not the home run hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not buying calls. I'm, I'm more of the, the selling put spreads kind of person versus okay. the, the buying the out of the money calls Full person. Income? Sure. Yeah. And that just makes my life, my trading, my life so much easier, right? I'll put the put spread behind a certain moving average, right, for support. And then I'll just let it work. And then if it turns around and goes against my support level, I'm out. You know, it might be a tiny loss at this point instead of hoping for for things to turn around. But that mm-hmm. that's my style, right? It's it's very much the, the singles hitting. However, I certainly haven't uh, 10x an account in 45 days before. So I could learn a lot from you, that's for sure. <laughs> I th- you know, I, I learned a lot about some of the habits that I had developed over 30 years. And, and some of that is when you're doing any kind of experiment like that, the real reason for the experiment was for me to get very granular with studying which patterns and which days 
and which times of day and which individual symbols were yielding me my best returns. And I think a lot of people take a very sort of surface look, you know, 10x an account. That's a surface look. It's impressive, right? But it's, it's, a, it's a surface look. What I like to do is go below that and show everyone this was the time of day. This was the average holding time. This was when I typically entered. And when you can get that granular with your PL, not just, oh, great, I made money, that doesn't tell you anything because you might have done very, very poor habit type trading and it rewarded you, which is a very, very dangerous path to head down. But when you study the winners and the losers, but you study those tendencies, now you know what to turn the volume up on. Now you know what to stop doing. So those experiments, which I encourage everyone to do, are going to tell you a lot about your good and bad habits and what you should really be, you know, going more all in on in terms of times of day and days of the week. Yeah. And so going back to the topic here, right, like misunderstanding day trading, right? Sure. A lot of people come in and, or I've seen many ads on YouTube, you know, where I'm just waiting to skip the button and it's like, you know, I make 2% a day and people love, you know, when they can make 2% a month in the stock market. Do you, do you realize how fast you can compound an account with 2% a day? And like you were saying earlier, not having those goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've tried to do, to have quote goals and they end up causing poor, in my opinion, or in my experience, causing poor decisions because I'm like, I have to hit this goal. I have to hit my quota. If I don't hit my quota, then I have failed. And then I've made other bad decisions along the way mm -hmm. trying to hit that quota. And then next thing you know, I have definitely not hit the quota and I've nice. lost more than 2% kind of deal. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into the day trading realm, you know, what's really important, right? There's a lot going on out there, but really what to you boiling it down, right? If we're misunderstanding day trading in, in the norms, what is important to focus on? Sure. So kind of going back to just like you said, no goals. I mean, I've tried to live a no goal life now for just over a decade. And I was very goal oriented in my late teens, early twenties and to my thirties and forties, I realized the market's only going to give me what it's going to do on any given day. So first of all, you have to understand volatility. Volatility is what's going to dictate what you could make, right? So if I know the, the typical price movement range for the day in the Dow, for example, is something whopping like, I think last time I checked, 800 points on, on average on the upper end. I know 800 points is going to be the fluctuation for that day. And my job is to grab little pieces of it. Uh, let's say, I think for the opening range of the NASDAQ every morning between 9 and 10 a.m., my volatility range is about, um, gosh, it's escaping right now, but I want to say it's about 150 points. So if I'm expecting to make a certain amount of money and I'm not respecting what the historical volatility ranges are of that stock, of that ETF, or of that futures contract, and this applies to all three, you know, that, that growth of my account was all three uh, asset classes. I love the day trade options. I love the day trade futures. So if you don't start with understanding what the market's capable of doing and being very realistic of what you can extract from that expected range, you're already working with an unrealistic expectation. The other expectation is how long can you really persist in day trading? You know, focus and discipline is finite. You know, a lot of folks have already written about that and proven that, that focus and discipline are finite. So I'm not going to push my gray matter past the point that I know I really shouldn't. This isn't about endurance. It's about, you know, it's about really getting the best out of yourself in a certain amount of time. For some people, that's one hour. For other people, it's two. For me, I found I can go about two and a half hours and really be at my best, at my optimal. So that's usually going to equate to 9.30 to 11.30 in the morning. 
Mm -hmm. uh, some people like the afternoon. But again, until you can break down your trading and look at, am I a better afternoon trader or am I, am I a better morning trader? So by studying all these for the past, you know, give or take 20 plus years, I realized two, two and a half hours in the morning. And, and I like to be flat, if at all possible, or with a trailing stop by noon Eastern. And those are just some of the things that I have found. And those have been some of the, the pieces of the puzzle that have allowed me to, with that kind of PL growth. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, talking about what you can mentally handle, right? Mm -hmm. I think we all go through the experience of finding that sweet spot. And, mm -hmm. and I can remember so many times trying to be the day trader and just sitting sitting at my computer just staring at the mm -hmm. charts for hours right. and and then not even like making good choices <laughs> staring <laughs> at the choice charts and then making bad choices because i'm like oh well you know this this indicator contradicts that indicator so it right. could work out um so so yeah for me like that's where i decided you know i am absolutely more of a sh swing trader type of person mm -hmm. um i have my my indicator set and there's there's two times of the day when i'll go and trade the first time is around 9 45 central time so 10 45 year time after mm -hmm. the initial market gyrations mm -hmm. i'll come in set set what i want set my stops and take out and then uh again around 2 30 so about a half hour before the market closes I'll come mm -hmm. in, do the same thing, see if there's anything that's hitting my my watch list, my scanners, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. setting my stops and I'm out. And that makes my life so much easier, right? Just being, A, having a plan, mm -hmm. right? Executing mm -hmm. the plan. And then getting away from the charts, getting away from the screens and and not letting that rule your life. Because no, literally nobody wants to be stuck in front of a screen. Oh, I, yeah. I've, I've talked to traders or hopeful traders who said they're like, oh, I can't wait till I can day trade all day and just sit in front of a chart. So I'm like, that sucks. What if what if you could what if you could do that twice a day for 10 minutes and then go out and like hang out on the beach or something else instead, right? Have a have a better life. You could even work a full-time job doing this. Like it's very simple to do when you have a, a set of mechanics in place. And that's that sounds like like some of the things that you're talking about. It's it really all comes down to finding what works for you and your personality and your style and and Definitely not trying to mimic um, the the ads that we all see on YouTube. Sure. sure. You know, and it's interesting listening to you talk because I don't know if you can see it in the background, but I've got a bat on my desk. I've got an old unfinished oh, bat. Yeah, bat I was looking for a desk. bat with wings, but I see the bat. <laughs> so I keep that there. Well, one, I love baseball. I'm a big fan of, of the thinking behind something like Sabermetrics and Moneyball. And the reason a bat is on there is, is exactly what you just described. You just described your pitch. You know, you're, you're a big league hitter. You just described your pitch. You know, you're basically playing just after the initial balance ends. Mm -hmm. and you're playing the last half hour of the day when we have a surge in volume. And, and you might have different reasons for why those are your pitches, but you've just identified your pitch. And we know that every elite big league hitter knows their pitch and they're not going to swing at something that isn't that. And, you know, the market is the pitcher. You know, the market is the pitcher. It's not adversarial per se. I think a lot of people make the markets much more adversarial in some ways than they need to be. The market's not out to get us. It's just a pitcher trying to throw the best pitches. And it's us trying to recognize which pitch we can hit. Study lets us, lets us find out what those pitches are. Practice and even more study allows us to be able to swing at more pitches and in a more effective way. So, yeah, I love what you just said. It's, it's, it's why I keep a bat on my desk. Yeah. I, well, I wasn't sure if it was to fight off the Gators there in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> They're harmless. They really are. <laughs> well, Raggy, what 
you know, we could we could go ahead and start wrapping up. But really, like, what would be your one takeaway for somebody? Right, they're new to trading. Maybe they've stumbled across this episode in their uh, mm -hmm. YouTube feed or, or something else. Mm -hmm. You know, what's one thing that they could take away and say, you know what? She's right. She's got a great point there, and I should do this going forward. So get clear on your goals. You know, when I started my my ten x experiment, my challenge. Uh, the goal was, Rod, you can't do this all day. You've got to do it with a limited account. And, you know, you've, you've got to use a handful of strategies. You just can't throw all your bags of tricks at it. So, you know, pick two or three strategies, two or three hours, you know, those. So those were imposed, you know, kind of clarifications. But I think the idea is still the same. Find out what it is you want. I don't want to be here all day trading. I don't find that enjoyable. I love the research. I love looking at daily timeframes and putting on some of those swing trades, but I don't want to be day trading here all day. So I got very specific on my goals. I want to grow an account with a limited number of strategies because you can't look at 40, but maybe you can look at four. I want to be able to pick from symbols that I thought could move really well. That goes back to volatility and studying that. So get clear on what you want out of the market because everyone just starts with this very all encompassing. I want to make money. That doesn't work. How do you want to do it? And then how are you best able to do it? And I think if you can recognize those things, then you are on the right path of study and you're not going to be distracted and you're not going to continue to widen your, your study topics, but rather get very narrow and focused and, and specialized in what it is that your path, your chosen path, right, is going to be. And, and not to get all philosophical, but when you get clear, you manifest results. It's not about goal setting. When you get clear, you manifest results. And that's that's really been the, the cornerstone of, of my career, getting clear on how it is that I want to trade and not worrying about what some market wizard did. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Well, Raggy, this has been really, really wonderful. I, I, I love talking to you, and it's been far too long. We're going to have to do this more often. In fact, she and I were, were bouncing around a few ideas for our next episode about maybe the fountain of youth and how trading is the fountain of youth. I can't wait to do that episode. Raggy, really, thank you so much for your time. It, it's it's really great to chat with you, and I, I hope the audience learned a lot. I, I certainly have, and and really enjoy just having the conversation there. No, my pleasure. And you know, a lot of what we've talked about, I'm going to be discussing in in actually in a, in a couple of weeks here uh, for just the same type of approach, the patterns that I've discussed. I'm going to be doing a webinar, so you know, if the if the listeners and the, you know the uh, viewers want to check that out, they can do so over at simplertrading.com forward slash patterns. And that's really what I want you guys to study. You know, what are your current patterns that are serving you? What are the current patterns that aren't serving you? And you've really got to go all in on what your superpowers are. Not what you wish they are, but what you what they currently are and really start to improve on that. Don't worry about what the holes in your game are. Find your superpower, go all in. Wow, Raggy, this has been really wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. And, and certainly y'all go check out uh, Raggy's webinar on, uh, at simplertrading.com slash patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. And really, thank you so much again, Raggy. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss. We have more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only.
It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.